Welcome to the Terminal Exchange, the official podcast of Newsbomb Transportation, where we explore key issues and compelling stories in the trucking industry. I'm your host, Sage Anderson, and you're listening to episode 89, Truck Talk. Join us today inside of a 2023 Freightliner Cascadia lounge sleeper with mirror eye technology. Thanks, Clark Reed. James and Tony are going to take us inside this truck and they're going to uncover what is smart eye technology. We'll talk about some innovation over the years, our fleet history, and our maintenance standards. So now, here it is, our featured exchange. So you got a unique video coming from the shop today. I'm James Greer, the Director of Fleet Service, and I've got Tony Morthland with me today. He's the Equipment and Facilities Director here at Newspawn. And we wanted to go over some of the history of Newsbomb and um, why we make the decisions that we make when it comes to equipment and how we handle um, the maintenance on our equipment. So, uh, Tony, if we could just dive right in and if you could kind of give us an overview of Newsbomb and their history with Freightliner. So Newsbomb, and I'll go kind of back before I even started. So I started in in uh, January of 2011, but before that, I worked for a dealership and we actually did contract maintenance with all of uh, Newsbomb's equipment. So back when they come out of the, the LTL business and went into truckload business, uh, Newsbomb started out, a lot of used equipment, few new, a lot of it was Volvo. Um, we had, there was some Kenworth product in the fleet and I kept buying that. And along in the 2010 range, um, they decided to reach out to Freightliner because they were looking at being more efficient and they wanted to try something different. And they were following a fleet that had kind of been leading the way uh, for fuel mileage for a while. And so they reached out to Freightliner. Freightliner was interested in it and the partnership became then. We started out with 10 Freightliners in 2010, I believe, and then we got 25 of them in 2011. And these were six by twos. This was the first that we had in the fleet. Um, we tried wide base tires, we've tried duals, we tried six by fours, we've tried six by twos. And the six by two match at the time, wide base tires was the most efficient. Uh, that's when costs were starting to go up and you know we, we had to try something different. So that's, that's where it all began. And so the, the partnership with Freightliner has matured and it's been so far been great. And uh, we're 100% Freightliner at this point in time and there's no turning back. So when it came to that relationship getting started with Freightliner, um, was it always truck centers that we started that relationship with or did we kind of deal with other dealers? No, truck centers was the very first people it was back when Phil uh, Breaker was here and and Brent was involved in it and they started discussions with truck centers and truck centers has been our partnership ever since and they're great people to work with uh, any questions any problems that we have they deal with it pretty quickly 
and the, the relationship has got well enough overall now that we can actually go straight to the engineers um, let them know if we have any problems problems get taken care of very quickly so when it comes to like service availability did that have anything to do with your decision when it came to Freightliner or was it all just the efficiency and innovation so there was a small portion of that so when we had Volvos uh, there was only maybe a couple hundred Volvo shops across the country and it made it difficult to try to get in or you had to tow it 100 miles to get get somewhere to get it taken care of so that was another piece of it that we looked at Freightliner you know has got 35% I think of the market share right now and you know there's about 350 400 shops throughout the United States and so it makes it a lot easier for us to get in and uh, try to get the equipment taken care of so that kind of plays into the next um, topic there is kind of our standard of maintenance practices and um, having that dealer network and that availability kind of helps us deliver on what we aim for and like most things when it comes to news bomb is we've got a high uh, standard of excellence and we aim for that when it comes to maintenance and for the technicians that's uh, an extremely difficult task because when you're driving down these interstates it's very hard not to notice a noose bomb truck um, when they've got that mirai system or those solar panels mounted on the truck it's very easy to catch your eye and it's very hard to miss and the last thing we want as a maintenance department is to have people see those uh, broken down on the side of the interstate so we've, we we pride ourselves on our pm schedules and our pm program so ultimately our goal is to go from pm to pm without hiccup without a driver having to experience a breakdown event however it's not a perfect world so um, there is a chance that that's going to happen and when things like that do happen um, ultimately if it's bad enough we will create um, secondary uh, pms that are specific to news bomb equipment and i think when we run a fleet fully freightliner uh, it makes that easier because we know with one make um, if this is happening on that model year we're probably going to see a trend so we can develop a pm to hopefully uh, combat that and reduce the impact that it has on our drivers and, and part of this uh, maintenance program that we've got, we do rely heavily on drivers to communicate with us. Um, when you are experiencing an issue, no matter how big or small that issue is, we want drivers to feel comfortable reaching out to us because we want to address it prior to it becoming a, a much larger issue if it's going to. So now that we've kind of spoken on our um, standard when it comes to maintaining our equipment, I'd like to just kind of answer that question for the drivers. I know it's changed quite a bit over the years especially recently with the uh, equipment constraints and supply chain issues. But how long are we currently keeping our trucks for? So right now, our goal is to run them about 650,000 miles. During COVID and even post-COVID, uh, we've got trucks. I mean, we got right now, we got one truck at 760,000 miles. We haven't quite got caught up yet because of allocation issues with getting new equipment. So we're hoping this year that we can kind of get back on that cycle again. Uh, we should be towards the third quarter of this year. We should start being able to sell trucks that's in the higher 600,000 mile mark. By the time we get done selling at the end of the year, we should be down to about 630, 640,000 miles. So we should be back on track again. And we've kind of felt that squeeze here in maintenance as far as the techs are concerned, because with the, the time frames that these trucks, these trailers are coming in, it's really putting a strain on the shop because normally you're stretching those purchases over across a 12-month period and here we're getting them bunched up in 
I don't know, six to eight months. So we've got a much tighter time frame to turn these trucks and get them prepped for our drivers. Yeah, so we usually set these trucks up and work on them pretty much the same as we do a new hire uh, because we have a really good rapport with buyers. And I haven't even had to advertise in probably the last three years just because I've got a waiting list. So we, we tend to make sure the trucks are right before they get sold. And the Freightliner product is pretty easy to sell. Um, a lot of our secondary buyers can go clear to a million, a million one um, miles before they'll be looking for another truck. So um, Freightliner's a pretty good truck to try to sell. So you mentioned selling the trucks and I wanted to kind of share something unique about our fleet that um, it kind of shocks our um, buyers and you shared it with us the other day. So we run our trucks 75,000 miles between the oil service and um, whenever it comes to selling these trucks, um, the buyers are pretty shocked that we can expand our uh, PM that long. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the small fleets around, they still believe in a 10, 15, 20,000 mile oil service. So, I mean, we're running 75,000 miles on them. We actually tested some synthetic oil a few years ago and we were running 150,000 miles on the oil and uh, still had good luck with it. But uh, we usually switch around 500,000 miles, uh, drop the oil services down to 50,000 miles just because the truck's getting older and we want to see it more. And plus it helps with buyers feel more comfortable that, you know, we're running 75,000 miles on the oil change, but we take oil samples and they come back great. There's no reason to look backwards. Really speaks to the innovation and quality in the manufacturing process when it comes to Freightliners in Detroit over the competition there. Um, when it comes to our trucks, how's that kind of broken up uh, when you're looking at dry van, flatbed? So right now we got 550 trucks. We got about, I think, 16 current flatbed trucks. Uh, we're running around 1,300 van trailers right now. And we've got, we've got about 19 flatbeds, around 10 step decks, and eight reefers is kind of how the whole fleet is set up right now. Okay. Well, we had a unique question um, from the drivers, and I, uh, part of it's kind of how um, drivers get assigned their trucks. And there's really two scenarios here. Um, we've got our new drivers that are coming into Newsbomb, and then we've got drivers that already have a truck and are operating for Newsbomb. And when are they kind of eligible for that next truck? So I kind of wanted to share how the shop looks at that and then um, how operations is involved as well and how the driver can impact that movement. So first, we'll hit the new drivers. When they're coming to Newsbomb, um, the maintenance team, they're going to look at where that driver's domiciling at, how frequently um, they're potentially going to get to a Newsbomb facility as well as how often they're in that truck um, and out of it for the weekends. If there's somebody that is a road warrior and they live in that truck, we want to give them something a little newer. Um, if they domicile here at Newsbomb, we know we're going to have eyes on that truck um, every weekend, um, maybe every two weeks. So we know we can give them a slightly older tractor um, and make sure that we can maintain these trucks and hopefully reduce any breakdown um, events that these drivers are going to experience. So that's kind of how we... Uh, make those decisions on what driver is going to get what truck when they um, join Newsbomb. So when it comes to existing Newsbomb drivers and um, when they're going to be eligible for another truck, the bulk of that lays on the, uh, the driver. Um, their operations and shop work together in this decision, but once operations sees that a driver's score um, is high enough and they've been here um, over a year, 
then they're eligible to um, get into a new tractor. And they'll communicate with the shop and ask if there are any um, maintenance concerns, um, whether that's truck cleanliness, because we've got a, a tractor cleanliness inspection that we do at every PM to make sure that drivers are maintaining these. When our drivers go into our customers, um, there's a Nussbaum banner on the side of each truck, and we want to make sure that we're representing Nussbaum well. So we try to make sure that we um, incentivize the drivers to keep these tractors clean. So um, tractor cleanliness and tractor upkeep, drivers that tend to report issues uh, more frequently and get to us so that we can make these repairs, they've got a good relationship built with the shop, and we know that if we put them in a new truck, they're really going to maintain it. So. Ultimately, we work hand-in-hand -hand with operations to kind of make those decisions, but um, we really rely on the driver to um, communicate with the shop when it comes to these maintenance events or um, keeping their tractor clean so that ultimately they can move into a tractor, a newer tractor, um, sooner. So, so back on the topic of tractors, so innovation, there's been a lot of talk about EV, um, hydrogen. Um, how has kind of Freightliner adapted to the changes in the industry and what kind of innovations coming uh, our way at Nussbaum? So at Nussbaum, I don't know where we're going to stand in the future. I mean, we've looked at electric, we've looked at hydrogen. There's several different aspects out there. Right now with the way we currently run, we really don't have a good place to use electric at this point in time until electric would get advanced enough to be able to run, you know, five to 800 miles. Uh, if we had to do something tomorrow, we'd probably be looking at possibly either hydrogen or hydrogen cell. Uh, they, they can go eight to a thousand miles. So right now we're just kind of hoping that with, with Freightliner and the advancements that they're making on the equipment, and we're one of the few that can get can say that we can actually get 10, 11 mile a gallon. So you're talking about the innovation that's going specifically. So we're in Clark Reed's truck right now, 1782. When it comes to this tractor, what sort of innovation have uh, we put on this truck, as well as some future uh, trucks that we're receiving this year? What kind of new technology are we trying out? So on, on Clark's truck alone, he's one of the first one that gets what, what they're calling a Gen 5 engine. And... There's a lot of parts inside that's changed, hopefully make them run longer. Uh, it's got a bigger turbo. They're doing they're doing different things with injectors to try to get the get the fuel to atomize a lot better to try to get better performance and better fuel mileage out of it. Uh, this particular truck is a lounge unit. Um, the lounge units came out in model year 2018, and we did get quite a few of them that first year, and just for a test we basically tried it and the drivers usually have a love hate relationship with them because they either love them because they want the table um, the downside is they do have a lack of storage so we do put a toolbox on the back side to help with some extra storage in there but overall i think there's a lot of guys that want them um, but then depends on depends on what they're using if we if we have trainers out there a lot of times they like them just because they can sit down here with their trainee and talk things over and and uh, be able to to do the things they do but um, this truck also uh, we have Mirai on it so Mirai we've been experimenting now for about a year and a half almost two years 
and they first came out with Gen 1, and we had some decent amount of problems. We had drivers trying to adapt to them. Um, the night vision wasn't quite as good as what we thought it was going to be, and we had a little bit of clarity issue. We had some challenges. Um, now, this particular truck has what they call Gen 2 in it. So they've, they've increased the pixels in the cameras so that you can see a lot better uh, looking out the, out the cameras and the displays. The nighttime vision, they added a, a, another IR light that helps with far away. So seems like the drivers that have, have them now like it. Um, there, there's still a few little challenges that we're trying to work around, but um, especially bad weather. If it's heavy rain, snow, you know, you can see through the, the cameras a lot better than you can even see out the windshield. So that, that's the main reason why we're testing them and looking at them. Um, you know, there's some people that, that don't like them because, you know, when you're looking in a mirror, you're basically looking at a reflection where the cameras, and, and a lot of you probably have cars that have backup cameras or what have you, and they might have the, the little bit of a fisheye look to it, or it looks like you're looking through possibly a TV set or something like that. So it, it takes a little bit to get used to. And then we've got an issue with uh, people that wear glasses. Depending on their eyesight, there might be some challenges there. So. So we, we've got a lot of people that's interested in doing the mirror eyes. We don't know how many we're going to test. We're trying to get these 30 that we've got from last year upgraded to Gen 2s and get them rolling. Then we might consider looking at others, but we don't know yet. We just want to get all the bugs worked out of them, make drivers feel comfortable about what they're doing with them, and uh, checking the safety aspect of our product here that we're looking at. Uh, the other other items in these trucks, it's got the side radar. Um, this truck is also a 6x4, so a lot of you drivers that's been around for a while have dealt with the 6x2s over the years. And the reason why we got away from a 6x2 um, is mainly because Freightliner wasn't going to put the money into engineering um, the rear end to gear down compared to what we're doing now. So we couldn't get the lower RPMs that this engine is. This engine here actually has peak torque at 950 RPMs, where the, the old engines was like 1100 to 1150 RPMs. You had peak torque. So the this one, you know, supposed to be more efficient. So um, we didn't get rid of the six by twos just because nobody liked them or, or we had a bunch of problems with them. Um, we actually went to six by fours because there's, possibly a another test we're doing that we have what they call disconnectable tandems so it's actually a six by four when you start the truck up and at 35 mile an hour they actually switch over and make a six by two kind of like your car you know if you got an all-wheel drive car it runs on one axle and you start to spin and it connects to the second axle it's exactly how these are so they're supposed to be more efficient not much weight losses in it. You still got the second rear end, but we're looking at that because we can get a 216 rear end ratio, which makes it better for fuel mileage and 
possibly we're testing a 205 rear end ratio to see how that works out with several of our applications. You know, we run in the Midwest here. Uh, we got a lot of guys going out west. So we're running through the mountains. We're running heavy loads. We're running light loads just to see how these trucks do. So we're constantly testing trucks every year. And uh, Freightliner allows us to do that because we have a great partnership with them. So a lot of changes are still to come. And with that, I kind of wanted to share kind of how that impacts the shop and impacts the tech. So it, it comes to play with the Mirai system or the Gen 5. We tend to get these the software, these innovations early, and it, it adds an added challenge to our technicians where now they've got to troubleshoot something and the only source for reference they've got is either an engineer that we can hopefully get on the phone or it's um, with their fellow teammates um, here at Newspawn because um, when it comes to trucks that have been out for a while with um, older innovations, there's a whole network out there um, with DTNA solutions. We can reach out there for any questions that we might have. And when it comes to our techs, um, we've had driver growth of over 60 drivers in the last year. And uh, I just wanted to give a good shout out to the technicians on the job that they've been doing. Um, I, I looked last year to just see kind of how much work that we've thrown out through these two shops between Hudson and Shanahan. And we had a little over 8,000 repair orders done. Um, and we've got, um, over the last year, we've had a rolling average of probably about 34, 35 technicians. So um, roughly doing about 750 repair orders a month, um, which kind of uh, blew my mind when I read that number. Um, and all that is, is uh, in an effort to keep our drivers moving and keep this fleet operating. So thanks to the techs for all the hard work that they do. And thanks for all the drivers that report um, these issues and bring them to our attention um, once they're um, aware of them so that we can get them up and running sooner. Um, and lastly, just thanks to all the employee owners out there um, for any part that you play in your role here at Newsbomb to keep our drivers moving. So we did, we hit on innovation and Tony mentioned the Mirai system. Um, would you mind just giving us a quick overview of that system? Yeah, so so inside the cab here, you've got three actual displays. Um, they're basically replacing the mirrors that, that you're actually seeing. And you got one in the center that kind of covers uh, one of the cameras from the outside to the right side, gets your blind spots. Then you've got your display on the left side and one on the right. You've got basically the same look as your mirrors. You've got a main display and then underneath you have what you would see with your spot mirror that gives you a wider angle of everything. The, the good thing of this, you have daytime, you've got night vision. Um, you can actually zoom in if you want to look deeper, closer to the back of the trailer when you're backing in. Uh, these things are great because they pan out I believe it's 15%. So it, when you're making a turn, it's actually following the back of the trailer. Uh, it doesn't follow you clear to a 90 degree, but uh, it, it, it's awesome because you can, you can actually see what's going on back there. So Tony, do you have any closing words? So the one thing I want to do, you know, we, we, we say that the techs are doing a great job and, and most all of them are doing a great job. We, we've got a lot of challenges in this shop as far as electronics, uh, different problems like that. You got emission problems. You know, we've got challenges even getting parts. So, so trying to keep this fleet going is, is we're doing a great job. But the two people I want to really give a shout out to, and I actually hired both of them and they've both become foremen, but 
uh, Dalton Hodel, he uh, he's always kind of been my right hand man slash pain in the rear slash need to put my foot somewhere. But um, he's he's really come a long way, and and uh, he's running the shop now, and he's doing a great job. Um, I try not to admit that to him because <laughs> I need to make him stay better all the time. But and then the same thing, Ben Lockwood is running the trailer shop out there, and uh, he actually started as a temp employee when we started putting skirts and tails on uh, clear back in 2011, and uh, we hired him full time, and and uh, he's always kind of been on the trailer side and been our prep guy and special projects guy and kind of a little bit of everything and and now he's a foreman out there in the trailer shop running that so uh, both these guys are doing a great job and most of the drivers all know them and have talked to them and and I just want to thank both of them. Hi everyone, this is CJ from Recruiting at Newsbomb, and I'd love to answer any questions you have about driving with us. Give us a call at 309-268-1199 or visit newsbombjobs.com. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast of Newsbomb Transportation. If you're enjoying our content, please leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word about these important topics and invite more people into the conversation. You can rate and review us on your podcast app or visit us online at terminalexchange.org. New episodes arrive every other Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Newsbomb on your favorite social media platforms and be the first to know when new episodes are released. Thanks for listening. Until next time, own every moment and stay purpose-driven.